Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Twin Cities by Night and our third story arc, Dread. Dread is set in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and St. Paul in the hot and humid summer of 2011. Join us again and continue to follow the journey of Katow, played by Quinn, and William, played by Slavic, as they continue to traverse the dark society held within the Twin Cities. They will be joined by three new kindred, Warren, a Tremere, played by Adam, Valentine, a Nosferatu, played by Alex, and Lenny, a Nosferatu, played by Andrew. The Coterie will find themselves joined together by a sense of dread. If you'd like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Twin Cities by Night. So where we left off, Lenny and Valentine, you are on the top floor of the north facing building and the Echo Projects. Lenny had just incapacitated both Little and Samantha Harper. He had punched Little on the side of his temple and knocked him unconscious, and he had choked out Samantha Harper. Uh, Little was nude, and Samantha Harper was still in her bra and her panties, but it was in their bedroom. Uh, Valentine, you were in kind of the living room of this apartment. And just to kind of describe too, this apartment wasn't really just like one apartment. What it was, it was like, it was almost like they took a whole floor of this apartment complex and knocked down some of the walls and they made it into like kind of like one large living area, almost like a loft that you would see in New York City. And so right now, Valentine, and we'll start with you, you're kind of standing in the living area of this loft that kind of explained it had like bookshelves, had this like nice white furniture, a rather large TV. There was Al Green that was being played kind of loudly over the stereo system. And right now, Valentine, you're staring through the door that led into the bedroom that Lenny was in. And you see this large figure of Lenny that's standing there. And he just turned around and he had Little over his left shoulder and Samantha over his right shoulder. And you kind of see for a moment, like just exactly what the creature Lenny is. And what I mean by that is that you see like him turn and look at you, this looming presence, and you see his very pale skin. He's very pale and very almost corpse-like. And you see that his eyes are like a dull blood, just like crimson red, blood red, not bright, not shining, like they want to illuminate the dark, but they're just dead and full of vitae. And you see he has like these like, scales that are kind of like under his eyes and on the corner of his eyes a little bit not too much you know but that you notice and they kind of like ride down the side of his face and there's a moment where you just look at him and it hits you valentine that you have been completely taken out of your self-imposed seclusion that you had and what i mean by that is that you were protected you had where you were the only one in a small town that you came from and you had donald who was there to serve as your father but now you're completely out of that element you are thrust into two large cities with more than a lot more kindred than that you were used to seeing you only knew one other kindred before this not only that but now you're in the middle of the projects where there's a bunch of people right now who are going about this place almost like it's a ant farm of sorts 
you get this feeling that you're in the middle of like this ant farm of life and you took someone's life in there. You lost control of yourself earlier and you left these two victims that were in the stairwell there. And it's all just starting to like hit you. You know, it's all like starting to just like really sink in the severity of the information of the of the situation that you're in. You know, like and it's being like thrust through you right now, staring at Lenny and seeing right now just how of a dangerous situation that you're in and how close and how just like you're riding the razor's edge right now. And for those of you who are listening, what I mean by that is right now, Valentine, due to his botched conscience role. And losing two dots of humanity, which brings him down to humanity three, he also picked up a derangement, which is the hysteria derangement. And for those of you who don't remember listening last time, it's basically when he's in stressful situations, he needs to make a self-control roll difficulty six. If it's sudden stress, it's self-control difficulty eight. And if he ever botches a roll, it's an automatic frenzy. So this little boy who was the big fish in a small pond is now starting to realize that he is in over his head. With all the realization of all that, Valentine, what exactly is going on right now in your head? A lot of stress. I'm feeling very small right now. But at the same time, there's still that determination in the back of my head and kind of, I would I would say adrenaline or the, the kindred equivalent of adrenaline is still kind of pumping because we've got a mission to do. You know, we've just had a bit of a heated moment up here. So I'm still kind of alert. But at the same time, I feel like, I feel like the world's kind of pushing it on me a little bit kind of pressure cooker situation so i'm i'm feeling a bit frantic i'm antsy to get out of the building and get away from the situation at the same time now would you would it be like a lenny right now looking upon you would he see the signs of this stress or are you going to try to like hide it from him well i'm going to be nervously looking around you know to and fro quite quickly keep glancing back at the door back at lenny out the window um I'm, even though we've kind of done a thorough search of the room i'm still checking making sure there's not you know a camera watching us or something every now and then but and you yeah. have that computer too right yeah i grabbed the hard drive out the computer and shoved it in one of my pockets so i've got that okay i want you to give me a perception and investigation difficulty eight if you could valentine if you, if you want to look around no worries just one moment difficulty eight yes yeah, three successes there so you slowly like you kind of like push your will to like force yourself to make it through the stress. You know, you're like, you're feeling that stress. You're feeling that lack of a better term adrenaline. That's kind of like, that's kind of hitting your consciousness right now. So like you start going around this room and Lenny, you see this, you actually see him for a second, like looking like stressed for a second. Like he's almost like he's trying to reassure himself. And then you just see him like almost take off with like a sense of purpose. And it's almost like eerily. And I'm going to say this is because of the, you having humanity of three right now, Valentine, but the way that he moves when he's looking over this apartment is almost almost like rodent-like, almost insect-like. And the fact that like he is at points on all fours and he's kind of like looking in the crevices of floorboards or like he's like pushing stuff and climbing up stuff. And it's almost you're looking at him move and you realize that like the human mannerisms that you're used to yourself having or seeing others of your kind having are slowly fading away from this young boy or who what was once a young boy. And Valentine, as you're coming along, you go along these like plants that are in the corner. Uh, They're like, they're real plants. They're like almost like rubber trees are kind of in these huge pots, you know, and they kind of go to the ceiling and you're just like trying to like, there's three of them. They're almost like the base of them, almost like in a triangle. And you're kind of find yourself like squeezing through the the, the trunks of these rubber trees. And you're kind of like looking up and moving your hands up. And there's a moment 
where you stop and you look and you see like a blinking red light and you like look and you moving some of the leaves and you look and you see that it is a light that is coming from the corner of the ceiling and you see and you look and you see it looks like a little mini almost equivalent like a little webcam that's in the corner there's a slow realization as you're like looking around and you look in the other corner of this rather large room you see another one there too and you start and it kind of hits you for a second that there's a recording system that a camera system right now that's recording inside this apartment okay while looking into the camera i'm closest to i'll just kind of be scrutinizing it i'm gonna call that uh, lenny lenny this Mm. isn't good um do i see where he's looking at yeah i think he points to you and you can kind of like once he draws your attention to it through the trees you can kind of see it through the top of some of these rubber trees there in the corner. The rubber trees are about like eight, nine feet tall, but you can kind of see just above them that blinky red light. Mm. I have three dots in security. I don't have anything in science, or I have one dot in science. Is that enough to justify knowing that security systems like this typically don't record? Typically. Sometimes they record like maybe an hour and then they go over each other. They would record. Yeah, exactly. Would would I I be able to figure that out by looking at the camera type? What's your intelligence? One. One. I have four dots and wits, though. Four dots and wits. Let's do wits and security difficulty six, okay? Okay. I have four successes. Uh, Does cunning apply here? No, I will have to say cunning. No, it does not apply. But you got four successes, which is really exceptional. So, you know, you're looking at that model and there's a second because there's a second you feel a little like a little. I don't want to even say intake of breath because, you know, you don't breathe. But there's a second you feel like a little shock because, you know, with obfuscate, even if you were obfuscated now, whatever cameras are not good. You know what I mean? For your yeah. clan and what you do. And there's a second you're like looking at this camera and it's almost like a fear that that comes out of you. And then you realize, OK. This is just a monitoring one. Now, it's not good that it's there, but you're like, there's still a glimmer of hope that like that you're not being recorded right now. And and also to add to that, Lenny, or excuse me, Valentine, when you turn on, you're looking at Lenny and you see Lenny scrutinizing, like he's just standing with these two bodies over and he's like concentrating on the camera you're pointing at. You mm-hmm. see like a trail of blood has followed Lenny at, from the face of Little. And you realize that like Little's face is just like the him getting punched in the in the side he like kind of broke his orbital bone you're guessing and there's just kind of like blood that's running out of his nose now he's not bleeding to death or anything but you just kind of see like it just sinks in that feeling again that you had that like just what these people are capable of and uh i just wanted to mention yeah, that sure well i'm gonna uh, i guess the camera's too high for me to reach oh yeah i was gonna say uh <laughs> looks like it's uh a camera that doesn't record it's a live feed there's probably a security somewhere watching that okay i'm gonna take the nearest long object say broom or something that's nearby and try and bash the cameras in uh there's really uh, you you find like a decorative like african mask because i said how this apartment kind of had like masks and stuff like that that were like or african art and kind of set up along the wall so you take like this long kind of like wooden mask and you kind of just like try to like bash them and turn them and you do that to like the three cameras that you see in there it doesn't take too long but really out out of character too like if you're seeing you're seeing you know what i mean if you guys are about to leave you're about to leave too but i mean i'll still let you go through and do it so you you go ahead and you do that well that's just yeah that's me being Cautious, uh, scared little boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like get away from you, camera. Yeah, I, I feel it's like. not gonna hurt us any to do it. So exactly. All right, let's get. I'll turn to Lane and say we should probably get out of here. 
Yeah, let's go. Okay, I'll I'll lead the way down the stairwell. Just maybe so, one kind of stairwell, one kind of stairs are here. There, there's only that one stairwell, that metal stairs that you went up there. Before we go, take you down those stairs. Mm-hmm. Now you're you are not obfuscated. Neither of you two are obfuscated at the moment. Are any of you willing to uh, wind to obfuscate yourselves in any way before you go down the stairs? Uh, I was wanting to do that and activate aspect. So turn using a mask of a thousand faces. I know oh. that it won't make a difference for because uh, you can't you can't like hide other people until you're much further along on obfuscate than I am. Yeah, so go ahead and roll Obfuscate Mask of a Thousand Faces. Let me know how many successes you get. All right, I have two successes. Two successes, and you're trying to make yourself look like the bum, I take it? Um, yeah, yeah, just kind of a deranged hobo kind of look. <laughs> not not the normal hobo you do, but kind of a different one you're saying? Like, if someone, if someone sees me carrying these two unconscious naked people, you know, and there's just this dera- – they're going to be like – it's going to make sense in their mind also still be kind of like what the fuck you know that's what i'm going for is like if someone sees this they're gonna be you're they're gonna be a bit freaked out like some hobo just beat people unconscious and kidnap them definitely gotcha all right and valentine are you gonna roll mask of a thousand faces yeah yeah i'm reverting back to my disguise of that kid that i took out earlier all right go ahead and roll that please about two successes there successes all right so you're making yourself look like the little boy the innocent little boy or like the kind of the one that you used when you went into the uh, the victim of yours or which which little boy are you talking about uh the same one i used when i entered this particular building that we're in i think it was the okay. um the young one of the younger boys that was standing look at earlier yeah the one that you, was one of your was victims there, like, fine paste all over the wall yeah Oof. yeah so you guys push you guys walk past that door that let you in and you see the figure that of the african-american that lenny had choked out is still unconscious on the floor he's actually kind of snoring a little bit you know that he's like but it's like this guttural snore that only like lenny you're familiar with from just like forcing people to pass out like that but you're looking at him lenny and you know you probably have like maybe three minutes four minutes until he starts like you know what i mean <laughs> stirring and waking up and yeah yeah and so you start going down the steps first valentine and you follow him, Lenny. And yeah, as you're... I'm listening to, like, I can, I have aspects, you know, I'm, I am enhanced my hearing to the point where, like, footsteps are just echoing. Yeah, definitely. And you're also hearing the blood from Little's face hit the metal, and it's almost making, like, this echoey, like, metal din, you know, like, plopping sound as you're walking down there just from, because, and you could actually feel, like, when you're taking each step, Lenny, you feel the limp bodies of both Samantha and Little as they kind of just, like, are bouncing on your shoulders, and you can kind of, like, so you smell even the blood that's, like, kind of coming down, also dripping down from his face, and so... As you're going down, Valentine, you're leading the way and you kind of see like as each floor, as you get down on these steps, you know, because each floor is like like two levels of going down on these iron on these metal steps, stairs, and you are kind of getting more eager valentine when you do it more eager more eager more eager and you're like guys are finally down like 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 three minutes you got like only have three more floors left i need you both to roll a perception alertness difficulty six i need but for you lenny i'll say difficulty four because you have heightened senses on six wow i have four dude you guys rock love you man love you okay so there's a moment while you're going down, you're getting more eager to go down to this door, Valentine. And you're just like, you almost kind of like want to start skipping steps like a little kid does when they're in a hurry. And maybe you even start doing that. And then you stop and you start, you, you stop a moment. You both kind of stop 
You both are almost like in sync right now. You guys are both almost like a school of fish, you know, and that you move right now with the same direction, like going down those steps. You're almost like you're on a wavelength. You're connected on a wavelength right now. Maybe it's the the clan blood that you guys share. Maybe it's just the situation that you share. But right now you're like a well-oiled machine. And you both stop at the same time and your heads both tilt to the right so you can hear better out of your left ear. And you start hearing the sound of noise muffled but coming from outside. And as you're sitting there, because right now the door that you're at is facing to the west. And you can kind of hear the noise, though, is coming from really like the south. You can kind of hear like a, it's, a, it's a muffled din of angry people. And you you hear just like like a murmur. Then you hear a shriek, like my baby, my baby. And you just kind of hear that loud. It just like rips through the din of the angry people and just like touches your nerve. It's almost like a shrieking car alarm that's going on right now. It rips through all of the noise because there's no other noise that's like the pain of a mother who has lost her child. And you kind of just hear it ripping. And there's a moment where you stop, Valentine, and you realize that you are the one who set that alarm off. That was your work that did that. And you just hear it screaming. You hear, what, 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 what? You just kind of hear like a, almost like the, you can even hear with the amount of successes you both got. But even you, Valentine, though, you feel the vibration of the footsteps almost as these like people are moving through the back courtyard. And then what they're doing is they're moving towards the building that was on the east that you had left those two bodies in. Go ahead, scenes on you guys. I say okay. to him, sounds like someone found your mess. I'll um, stand there quietly, just for a sec, kind of processing. And my eyes are just kind of looking around, down at my feet. I'll look up at Lena and be like, ah, we should probably get out of here pretty quickly. Yeah, we're running out of time. Let's go the opposite way that they are. Let's head north. I can try and find us a window. Call the uh, Call the guy. Right, right. I'll um, fumble around for my phone, pull out my pocket, kind of forgetting how to use it for a sec, just staring at it, like punching Kaitao's contact details. All right, Kaitao, your phone rings. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we've we've got the package. Pull up at the pull up at the north side of the project, and we'll we'll come meet you there. All right, make it quick. Keep the car running. Looks like there's kind of kind of movement going on outside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I. Don't worry about that too much. We'll 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 try and we'll try and get out of there without them noticing us if we can. All right, do it. We don't need another incident to put down on all of our heads. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. See you soon. I'll hang up. Uh, I was like, I'm worried now that maybe I shouldn't have sent these two guys I barely know out. With the this is every time there's going to be like some kind of commotion every time. I mean, we did talk about that last session, right? Like, yep. Kapow's, like, sitting there by himself, silent in this car, just wondering if, like, he's in over his head, you know? Did he move too many pieces around or right now? And you're just kind of, like, powerless right now, and it's all yep. out of your control, right? So you're going to get out of your – you're going to start driving towards the north side of the building? Yes. So when you start your car and you kind of, like, feel, like, your engine go, you kind of see from where you're parked at, like, out of, like, the left – you know what I mean? Your left eye out of the corner, like the left side of your front windshield, you can see like there's a swarm. And if you're guessing, it's like 10, 20 people who are like standing by the side door that 
Valentine had been in at that time, the stairwell, you know, you don't know, but you kind of saw when he had went there and then walked back towards the front to talk to Lenny and you're seeing like there's a group of people there and you could definitely sense electricity in there. Like there's some kind of turmoil that is going on and uh, you start your car and you start like driving towards the north building. So let's cut back to Valentine and Lenny. Valentine and Lenny, you are on the third floor. You're going to keep going down to the to the bottom floor there? Yeah, we need to get yeah. out of here. Okay. So you guys start moving with a sense of purpose. And right when you get to the bottom of the door, you, very faintly, you can hear Lenny up on the very top floor. You can just very faintly hear like, yo, Little, Little, you around, dog? Where you at, dog? And you just kind of hear that like coming from the top floor. And you can only hear that because of your heightened senses. I'm going to so, say something to him about it. Go ahead. I'll, um, I think uh, I think someone's upstairs. They're about to find out he's gone. We need to move fast. Okay, I'll glance up the stairwell, just looking out for a second, then nod at Lenny and keep keep heading towards the way out. All right. So you Close open the way out. So you open the door and you step out. Let's cut yep. to Warren. Warren, you're falling, and what you see above you is just the pure darkness of the sky and the bright stars that pierce it. And you see the top of the building that you were just occupying. You don't know how far down you are yet. You just kind of see your hand reaching out. Almost like you still feel that urge to go into that door. That beckon, that beckoning voice that you had to fight with all of your instinct to not follow. And there's a moment where like, you think that your hand is actually going to be able to reach up there and stop the inevitable. And then you hit the ground. I need you to roll. Oh, hold on. I need to roll. Holy cow. This is the first time I've had to roll as a storyteller. I need to roll your damage, which is going to be 10d10. Six successes. So I need you to roll your stamina. Difficulty six, if you could. If you have fortitude, you can add the fortitude dice, but I don't believe you have fortitude. I do not. Okay. Zero successes. Oof. Now split that in half. So that's three levels of damage you take, which is injured so right now you can mark off on your character sheet that you're injured, and that's a negative one dice pool whenever you're trying to do something. So and that's bashing. Uh that's bashing. Yep, it's bashing. So, so that'll actually put me up to mauled because I had two previous damage that I had yet to heal. Oh, geez. Okay, so you're at mauled right now, and mauled is a negative two. Negative two. Oof, damn, you're you're feeling it. So you hit the ground, and right away you can just. Feel, you can hear cracking coming from you and just you feel like this forced momentum of just like Vite just shoot out of your mouth and out of your nose. And it's almost like that feeling you have when you vomit. It's uncontrollable and painful at the same time. And you're absolutely just witness to it. You can't do anything to prevent it and it just spews out of your mouth. And you feel like the you feel your like a pain coming from your side and your back and it's a stabbing pain and you you look down for a second there's a moment where you're trying to lift your head you're like shaking and you like you're you're trying to look and you everything's like blinking right now everything's like chaotic like you can't focus like everything's shaking you look and you see like three of your ribs are sticking out of your abdominal right now your abdominal area like they broke off or somehow it just happened and you're like there's a moment where you try to like look up again and just blood is just falling that cascading down your mouth right now down along your neck and you just feel like you can't you're having a hard time concentrating like you're looking and you're just like thinking to yourself like is that me 
Is that me? And you look up at the sky for a second and you're looking at the top of this building and you still feel like you want to try to like get up there any way you can. You felt like this urge was not as strong as before, but then you're like, you're, you're, you're trying to like shake your head and focus again. And then all of a sudden you just hear this, ah, ah, ah. you just hear this like pure, loud screaming going on from like a male voice. And you like lift up your head a little bit, like you're still laying, you look and you just see like this guy who's like, looks like he's a teen. You can't really focus at all, but he's just pointing at you like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? And he's pointing with you like both fingers. Like he can't even move like his whole body right now. His adrenaline glands are just making him like this, this, this detection system with something fucked up right now. And the projects, and he's just staring, like all he can do is point with both fingers and just like keep saying, what the fuck? As he's looking at you, let's go back to Valentine. Valentine, you open the door, and right when you open the door to the side of this building, there's a moment you look around, and you can kind of hear the sound of the crowd that's coming from the south, but you don't really see anyone in front of you right now, and you kind of look to the right, and you kind of see where, like, if you walk that way, you'll get to the street. Right ahead of you is like a parking lot. You see about like six SUVs right there. And then you look back to where you're going to go look at the left to make sure that crowd's not there, and you see a, a, a moment, boom, a figure hit the ground and just drop. And you're like, what the, you, you, there's a second where you look and you feel like blood, like hit your face for a second. It's about like 10 feet away from you. And you're just like staring at it, like for a second, frozen, having no idea what that is. And then all of a sudden you see this figure that's in the parking lot, just, just, just like pointing and going, what the fuck? What the fuck? I need you to give me a self-control roll. Difficulty eight, Valentine. Sure. One moment. I mean, it's zero successes there. Uh, uh, zero, no botch, just zero. No botch, just zero. Okay. Um, here's the thing you can do. You can either, what's your willpower at right now? Mm, I'm on a five out of eight at the moment. Okay. You got two options you can do right now. You can either ride the frenzy or you can spend a willpower to get out of there. But I don't know if really you're going to be able to get out of there, you know, out of the area to where this whole situation situation, you know what I mean? And it's a willpower yeah. per turn, you know? So what you're uh, going to do, I'm going to pop a point of willpower now. Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm going to do. I can feel that I'm losing control and this whole situation is getting to me. So I'm going to look at Lenny for a sec, realize that the crowd's coming, the situation's escalating. I'm going to just tear off in the opposite direction and try and give Lenny some kind of distraction or some kind of chance. And I'm still disguised as this kid. So I'm going to try and make sure that the angry mob sees me as I'm tearing away from them. So you're going to run from the, from the south? I'm going to run from to the south and run towards the south, but still, you know, I'm not going to get too close to them, obviously, but I'm going to try and lead them off somewhere so that Lenny has a better chance of getting away without being noticed. Now, they're not going to have any reason, though, to think that they need to chase after you. Well, they'll, you they, know, to be honest, because the guy they, they that I look like, you know, there's this mother screaming a head off. If I look oh, like oh, oh, yeah. yeah he, he does looks- have that disguise on. Yes. Oh, God, you're wicked, man. Fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wow. I might even call out mom as a tear pass. Mom! <laughs> I'm about to laugh. I don't want to laugh right now. It's so fucked up. Lenny. That's so fucked up. Okay. I did not see this happening. Okay. So you see Lenny as you're standing there, right? You see Valentine open the door and you can hear like a, you've heard like a sound that can only sound like, like punching something in punch. Like it's a sound you're familiar with, but it sounds like magnified, like, like 10 times louder, you know, like a, like a just punching someone in the gut, you know, like how you did plenty of times throughout your life, but you hear that coming from outside, but you can't see, you just see like Valentine stop for a moment, like freezes up. And there's a second Lenny, while you're looking at Valentine's back, you can see just him tense. 
And you know the signs of that. There's a second where, like, oh, fuck, kid, don't, like, frenzy right now. Don't frenzy. <laughs> yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, shit, no, not yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, he turns and looks at you. And mind you, you see the face of a little African-American kid, but you could tell by his eyes because you see his pupils, even through obfuscate, are dilating. You know what I mean? And there's a moment where he's able to tell you, like, in this guttural voice that, like, the beast is just about to break through. Like, he's saying right now, like, I'll distract him. And he just takes off running. And you're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? He just takes out the door and he's running south. You want to go north. You know what I mean? You want to go right. He's going left. And then when you see him run off, you look and you see on the ground. You've never met Warren, but you see on the ground this like, you think it's a Caucasian. And you're looking. You see, you see like his body's twisted. You see like the wet smack of flesh yeah. against pavement. Like, I know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what happened. You just see like this bloody mess. He has like you see like like blood is all like coming out of his nose and mouth is all over his neck and his shirt. You see like ribs are sticking out and you see like the back of his head looks bashed in. But then he like you see him kind of like looking. He like his head's gone up and he's looking at the person in the parking lot who's pointing at him and screaming. And then he just kind of his head flops back and you see him like kind of look up in your direction. Warren, you see right now a figure of a homeless man. He has this, he's a white homeless man. He has like this long, like gray, nasty beard that looks like it hasn't been like combed or washed or anything like that. And he has like a, like a plaid shirt with like this army fatigue jacket. And he has like these dirty corduroy pants and like these like old boots. And he's like kind of look like he, his nose is all like, 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 like uh, red and like, like the blood vessels have popped because of the bad alcohol addiction and you see and he has these two figures over his shoulder and one's like this naked like looks like a light-skinned african-american man and you can kind of see from your angle you can see the side of the guy's face and it's all like black and blue and then you see like he has another figure over his right shoulder but you really can't make out what it is and but then you see for a second once you like are focused in on him and you're really like you're trying to it's hard for you to concentrate and you're like looking at him you see that homeless man disappear and you see one of the, f- the figures that you saw walking through the courtyard when you first entered in because you saw both him and Valentine walking through and you saw their op- through their obfuscated, their obfuscated form. And you see the larger one looking down on you. But this time it's closer. And so you see like his very dull blood red eyes. No pupils, no nothing. They're just dead eyes. Like they kind of have a like, thin veneer of like liquid that kind of like covers them. And you see like this white dead flesh and you see like he has some like scales on the corner of his eyes and a little bit like on the cleft of his chin and he's just like looking down on you with the hood pulled up now before i cut to william i want to ask do you is there anything either of you two want to say at the moment warren's going to heal i'll spend the three blood and heal up three of the levels of damage i don't know that i know warren like really no you don't know warren you've never seen warren you don't know who this guy is but yeah as so as- so to me, it's like yeah. this dude just fell and like. But there's a second when you're staring at him and you're like, this dude just fell, you know, and you're processing it. You slowly start seeing like the ribs. You're like, oh, wait, are they fucking moving? And you kind of just see like they're like, kind of like moving into the flesh a little bit, you know, and you see like it's like the lump in his body, his like vertebrae starting to straighten out. You see like the back of his head that you can clearly see was bashed in from the fall like kind of heal up enough to where it pushes his head up just a little bit you know what i mean it's not so flat oh 
And then, oh, but, oh, oh, that, that but, visual yeah. is just, but then there's a moment because there's blood is pulled behind him. And you actually see some like gray matter a little bit, but there's a moment where you're looking at this and you're like, what the fuck? And then you hear again, what the fuck? Motherfucker, what the fuck? And you look straight ahead and you see that same dude in the parking lot. He's literally like, he's pointing at like this figure that's on the ground, just like screaming and warning. You sit up. And you're still a little like out of a loop a little bit, you know, like you're still feel a little loopy and you're kind of like trying to like focus your thoughts, but you hear like the ocean sound, the wave sounds for a little bit and you're like closing your eyes and you're like trying to force yourself to concentrate and you open your eyes again. You're seeing this guy still point and scream. So seeing this and then seeing him healing, I'm, I kind of like, I'm clued in, you know, okay, but I don't know who he is still. So the thing I say is, I don't know who the hell you are, but if you're here to get in my way, I will rip those arms off. You won't grow them back. Get out of the way. Warren will just uh, kick on Obfuscate 2, which won't work against uh, anyone currently observing him. But then I'll also activate heightened senses. Okay. So Obfuscate 2 is is the um, unseen presence, right? Yes. And then, um, and then you're going to turn on heightened senses? Okay. So... Yep. You see that he doesn't respond to you, Andrew. He just kind of still sitting there, you know, and you're like slowly standing up. But you can tell he's not a threat to you at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, you know, if he's not obviously moving to like block my path or something like that, then I I don't know who he is. I don't know what his deal is, but I'm not I'm not concerning myself with it right now. Definitely. I'm looking for Kaitao. Well, we'll cut back to you guys. I got to cut to William here. So, William, you're sitting in your Beamer and you're in this parking lot of this convenience store. 24-hour convenience store you got your you're parked on the edge of the the store itself to where you're the front of your car is closer to the street that's immediately across the street from this basketball court that's in the southwest side of the projects and you're starting to hear like this loud din of commotion and you look and you can kind of make out from where you're parked at the side of the building of the east side building and you can kind of see a group of people that are like starting to stand there and they're trying to get angry and you're hearing like screaming. So you roll down your windows because you can still have this car started. It doesn't make a noise. It's just nice German engineering. It's just quiet, you know, unlike Katow's Toyota Corolla. So you're sitting there and you roll down the windows with your power windows and you just start hearing like, what the fuck? And you see like two bodies being brought out of the side of the door and they look like little kids. And you can kind of see where like they are, they are being held almost like and reverent reverence almost like victims of 9-11 how like you you know you saw the people like be brought out 9-11 like when they were found them you see like people coming out of this building with them because no matter like what people are involved in on the side of town and what they may do like kids are off limits for the most part you know what i mean and and someone went and did this to two kids you can kind of see they're being held you see this one lady she's kind of like you can't really make out her age. She's kind of slender. You can tell she's African-American. You can see there's like three people holding her. She's like screaming and like trying to reach out. And you assume she's probably like the mother of at least one of those kids, if not both of those kids. And you can kind of just hear her screaming, piercing through. And you're like, it's kind of scanning around. You're like, what the hell is causing this? You're kind of like a little concerned because you know, at least, well, you know, that towels on the, on the East side, you know, that Warren is on in that building there, you know, or in that projects, you don't know about the two Nosferatu in there, you know, so you assume this might be tied to Warren. And there's a moment where you're like scanning the kind of like the landscape in front of you and you look and you see the North building and you see the silhouette of like someone that's like holding onto the fence there. You can't tell who it is. And you're like, what the fuck is that? And you're looking and I was like, Oh shit. And you're like, almost like see them very like, like slowly like fall off. 
And it's almost like when you see a video on your smartphone of someone like a disaster about to happen, you kind of get like that, like you're tensing, you just kind of see this figure falling down and then you lose sight of them because you can't quite see how they land and you're yeah. sitting in there. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, and, you're, <laughs> and then you start, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? And then all of a sudden you see running through this courtyard and you can see them is this little boy. And you see him like, just like, and you're like, what the fuck? And you see a second where you're like, is that the, you kind of think you can see the form of a body where they land, but you can't, you know, it's kind of out of your purview. But then you see this little boy start running through the courtyard past this orange couch, this orange couch. And then he turns and he stops and he's facing the crowd. And you can hear him scream at the top of his lungs, like, mom, mom, mom. And you just stop for a second. You're like, what the fuck? And you look and you see this lady who's like being held back by three people stop. And she's like pushing these people away. You see her turn and she like looks and, she's like, My and you kind of hear her like, like her hands going out towards that. And you see like, couple people like what the fuck? And you see them like sl- start turning a little bit. And then she starts heading over there. What are you doing, William? Okay. So William, obviously, you know, a lot of things happening right now, but the priority for now probably be the guy or person who you know fell from the north building so he's gonna you know turn the engine on and get there as as soon as possible and see if he can find something out okay so to do that you would have to get out of that parking lot and there's a street that heads north so Mm -hmm. you'll drive past the west side of the building and then there's a parking lot there that's in the in the northwest and so you okay. get in your car and you start your car. And as you're like getting out of the parking lot and you're going up that street, you're looking out to your right and you just see this boy standing there and he's just like screaming over and over again. And you see like a, a third of those people are like going towards the boy. So let's cut to Valentine. So Valentine, you're standing there and you're just like, mom, mom. And you see this lady and you can kind of see her closer than William can. And you can see her where like she is like like three people are trying to hold her back from getting to the bodies that, are get, that were brought out of the side of the East building. But she stops and she hears and she turns and looks and you see she's like, and there's a moment where she's trying to recognize you. And then she like starts pushing away from these people. And you see the people like what? Because they're thinking she was going to go towards the two bodies, but now she's going in the opposite direction. So they weren't really prepared to stop her from going that way. So you see them slowly start following and you see like about like uh, 10 yards away, this lady, she's like walking towards you slowly. And you see, she has like these flip flops on. She has cut off jean shorts and has like this pink tank top. And she looks young. She looks like she's maybe 20, 21 and she's African-American. You can see she has like her hair uh, pulled back tightly with like a bun on the top of it. And you see there's a moment where like you see these tears are like streaking down her face and you could see like the reflection of the uh, the lamps and the lights that are in this courtyard that are in the corner. The buildings are kind of like reflecting off of it. It's almost like this eerie like shine now is to her face. And you see a moment she's walking towards you and her eyes are wide open. It's almost like she's afraid to break this what she's seen now like you, her hands are going before her like hesitantly like like she doesn't want to disturb this image like because she's like part of her she's torn she doesn't know what she's she's part delirious part hysterical now and then before her is her beautiful boy one one of her beautiful boy that's standing before her looking at her and she just slowly is like walking towards you and you kind of see like you look past and you see there's like now there's like 10 people and they kind of like stopped like in this religious like respect then they're just like kind of looking like awestruck because they saw the body that was pulled out and now they're seeing this and you see there's a moment where they're like they're all like holding their collective breath as she moves slowly and she's like jerome 
Is that you, baby? Come here, come here, Jay. Come here. Is that you, baby? It's me, mom. Come, come to, come to mom. Come here. I know you are dead. Come here, my little boy. Come kind of make her stop for a second, and her tracks. I say, mom, the killers. They're they're over here. They're over this way. They went that way. It was, and I'll say, just remember this word. And I'll say this just before I take off. I'll say it was Dunstern, and I'll just turn and take off. Oh my god, you devious little shit! Oh my god. So, um, uh, you you do that, and she's like, oh, baby. she's like, my baby knows where the killers are. You know where they are. Follow me. He knows where. Yeah, and you just see like all of a sudden, like you see people from the crowd, and you're you're don't hear this, William, as you're driving by, but you're looking. You see the spectacle, like you see the mom talk, like stopping and talking, and you see her turn and yell. And then I was seeing you see like half or three fourths of the people break off and start following her as this boy starts taking off, almost like through the basketball courts to where you were just parked at. And you see this crowd is just following as you're driving your car up. We will cut to Katow. Katow, you pull up to the north of the building, and you, as you like, are, okay. Let me ask you this. Are you like stopping in front of the building or are you pulling in the parking lot where like all the SUVs from Max and them were at? I think I'll sort of like stay in the parking lot, just sort, making sure like they're trying to you know, stay immediate, on immediate side of the people. You see the people running towards the south. Right now you're in the north, right? So they're not uh-huh. posing any threat. But as you pull in the parking lot, like you're turning your steering wheel, you see that like this one guy in the parking lot, this black guy, just like pointing at something on the ground. You don't see anything on the ground. And he's just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You're just seeing that over. And you look and you see this homeless guy has like two people over his shoulder. One is like completely naked male. And the other you think might be a female. You can't really tell because it's kind of dark where he's at. We'll cut to Lenny. Lenny, you see Katow's car come pulling up in the parking lot as his figure is pointing at the standing figure of Warren. What are you doing? I'm moving over to the to the car, like getting out to where like it's clear, you know, like I'm headed I'm headed right to him. He's coming right to me. I'm yeah. Okay. And as you're like beelining straight to for Katow's car, you see that commotion on the left. You see the figure of Valentine running off and you see like a, a crowd of the people are like following him right now. Uh, he's got to take care of himself right now. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, every kindred for himself. So you get to the car. Before I have you get to the car, Warren, before I have this scene, what are you doing? Well, with Afuskate up, anyone that wasn't already looking at me shouldn't notice me. Yeah, exactly. You just have this figure that's pointing at you, screaming, like, are you, what, what direction are you going? What are you doing exactly? I will move to the near, to the nearest piece of cover that I can use to break line of sight with the guy that's pointing at me. So you're pretty much just like taking off and running kind of thing? Oh, I will shuffle off as quickly as I can while still pretending to be seriously injured. Okay. So I, uh, I will say that you can shuffle off behind one of the SUVs, okay? Okay. Okay, so wow, a lot of moving pieces to the scene. So, so Lenny, as you're like beelining, right? You got these two bodies over there, over your shoulder, yeah. and you're going straight to like Katow's Corolla. You see Katow, this figure is running towards you, and you put two and two together. You're like, okay, this has to be at least Lenny. Uh, what are you doing when you get to the car, Lenny? I'm gonna get wait for him to open the damn door because I got two people over my shoulders. <laughs> I could shove them in the back. So you're gonna get out and open like the back door for him, Katow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you see Katow get out, and you're seeing Katow, by the way, Warren, as you go behind the SUV, you see Katow's car get out of his car, and you see him open up the back door, and you see this figure throw both the bodies back there. Now, Lenny, are you going to get in the passenger seat with him when he takes off? In a moment. In a moment. I'm going to say, hold on one second. 
to Kaitao. I'm going to walk over to that guy screaming his head off. I'm going to punch him in the face because he's annoying the shit out of me. <laughs> I, no, I'm not kidding. Like, it's yeah, yeah, annoying yeah. as fuck. And okay. he's a witness. And if he's yeah. knocked out, maybe, you know, short-term memory loss, you know, who knows? Just leave yeah. a bunch of knocked out people everywhere I go. Are you, are you, I take it you're doing the gentle Lenny touch where you're not doing your potence of a gabillion and you're just going to I'm like... not punching a hole through his face. Okay. I'm punching him in the face. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we'll say that you went ahead and you do that. You walk up to him. The guy's, like, confused because he's, like, trying to find where, like, Warren's at. You see him, like, walking slowly in front of cars. And then you just come between two cars. You're like, wham! And you just, like, cold cock him. And he just yeah. falls limp on the ground. And then you're you're you're, you're going to get in the car with a towel. Then I take it. Yeah, and okay. as I get in, close the door. I'm just like, God, that guy was irritating. Now, Katal, when you start pouring out, and I'm going to have a scene on you guys, but before that, when you go, when you drive out of the parking lot, you see a huddled figure. Oh no, you don't see Warren. Excuse me. So you drive out of the parking lot, Katal, with Lenny. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by, we hope to see you there.